April 27th can't get here soon enough, not just because it's my 33rd birthday, but because the Bears will be the headliner at the NFL Draft, and the news just keeps coming in, especially since everybody was down in Indianapolis at the Combine, and we're going to talk about some very interesting stuff that the general manager of the Chicago Bears said to Peter King. Ryan Poles had some cheese mate to give, and we'll get to that in just a second here on the Sports Cubicle. It's the marvelous one, Dan Marver. It's Devin Single. It's Paul Shavari. I'm Mike Mercado, and that is right. Ryan Poles had a conversation with Peter King over at Football Morning America, and it was an interesting conversation that hit a lot of different topics. You can see the uh, entire article over at the website at FMIA Combine Week. Ryan Poles on healing the Bears and his plan for the first overall pick. And just some things I wanted to hit on, Dev, to kind of break down where the Bears are about a month away, a little bit more than a month away from seeing what they do with the number one overall pick. So this is from Peter King talking with Ryan Poles. The last time the Bears won the Super Bowl, the only time they won the Super Bowl, Poles was four months old. Neither Devin and I were born yet when the Bears won the Super Bowl. The last time the Bears won a playoff game in the 2010 season, Poles was a second-year scout in Kansas City, just trying to make his way in the business. Now he owns the joint, and he's well aware of what's at stake. Quote, I believe in the building of something to sustain success for a long period of time, Post said. To me, that's got to be through the draft. This is just a chance to load up this team with a bunch of opportunity and flexibility to do that. It's time for this organization. The practice facility, the offices were just built. The new president, Kevin Warren, comes in, and we think in the same innovative way, I think. We're in a position to have a new stadium. Now, with this opportunity with the first pick, it feels like an opportunity to kind of heal some of the things that happened before and become a really good team. Everything feels right. And that is Ryan Post telling Peter King kind of the the way that they're going to build the culture, the office, the locker room, when it comes to both on and off the field, both mentally and physically. And we'll get to kind of what that what we took from that in a second. But this I, I found really interesting when it came to what we're going to see come draft day, that Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. Pose spoke softly but urgently in 50 minutes. He was supportive of quarterback Justin Fields, saying, we've got to see it through in giving Fields a chance to be the team's long-term starter. It's clear he's not trading Fields, and he's not picking a quarterback high in this draft. He left little doubt the Bears will trade the first overall pick and said he's spoken to three teams at the Combine about a deal. He wouldn't identify them. He said he had enough conversations about a deal to know in swapping first-round picks this year he can get a 2024-1 and a 2025-1 in a major package for a trade. However far down he goes in the draft this year, Poles wants to be sure he gets a blue player, his term for a premier first-rounder. And there may be only six or eight of those when the Bears end up setting their board. Check out the entire article with Peter King on Ryan Poles on healing the Bears and his plan for the first overall pick. So Devin, first things first, you hear about how they're building the culture, how they have the new facilities, they have the new offices, and we know what's happening in Arlington Heights. Kevin Warren comes in from the Big Ten. Some movers, some shakers, some new faces, some energy finally at Hallisall. First, let's talk about that. Your thoughts when you hear Ryan Poles talking about sustained success through the draft and building the organization. 
Well, I want to start with a little uh, little fact there, Mercado. Uh, March 9th, that was the sixth year anniversary of the Bears signing Mike Glennon wow. to that huge deal. And I really feel that season was the downfall of the Bears, despite a playoff win coming out of it. Sure. But we're kind of at that point where it's like Bears have a whole, we just seen it, it's been really torn apart here. I mean, ESPN did the Bears dirty. I believe it was last year's draft, or two years ago, the NFL draft like, is like a, qu- a quarterback can make a team and shows Patrick Mahomes, or it can ruin a team's oh, yeah. franchise and showed Mitch Trubisky. And I'm like, ooh, that hit hard here. And we definitely kind of saw that here in Chicago. You know, just team was hurting. The fans were hurting. The organization was hurting. It really was not a good sign here. And here we are. We got Ryan Poles. He just, he's what, his second year as a yeah, general manager? Yeah, this is now his now? second year. And Kevin Warren's first year going into this season as the yes. president. Yeah. We're definitely making some changes here and getting some big names. This guy's at work here. And we have the the number one draft pick, as you say all the time. The Bears are in full control of this draft. And that's definitely where we need to be right now. And it's really interesting to see how are they going to heal this, though, because he says he wants, you know, multiple first round draft picks, multiple premier players here. But with what the Bears need, I don't think they need the overall number one overall draft pick there. But And it goes to who's getting it. I mean, Ryan Poles has admitted he's talked about four teams now. Yeah, there's been a couple teams he's who. talked about actually swapping picks. So I, I And I want to run with your—I'm going to get your thoughts on that in a second so we can kind of uh, finish off the front office. I think what's interesting is you see people who understand the sleeping giant that is the Chicago Bears. They understand the, the marketability and the financial and the winning— that comes with benefits that come with a team like Chicago being a stable organization, able to win consistently, able to be competitive consistently is something I think the front office takes seriously, both financially when it comes to a business and when it comes to a sport. And you hear that with Ryan Poles and guys like Kevin Warren and the amazing staff that they have, you know, underneath them is really interesting. So to see that doesn't surprise me, but going into your thoughts of them, how do you replenish the best cure is winning? And in order to do that, you you mentioned Ryan Poles wants a couple ones, wants to do this. You believe in Justin Fields. I think what's what's fascinating is we know for a fact they're not drafting a quarterback. If you had to guess right now, are the Bears in a position where they actually have spoken to teams and they have had offers made to them already? Absolutely, especially with the draft coming up in what about a little over a month and a half now. Yeah, just just a little bit over a month and a half. Yeah, they definitely need to start making that now. But you know, again, they could go till you know eleven fifty nine the day before. They could go up until a second before that's it. Right, actually, comes up. You know, we've so, seen yeah. that before here. Yeah. But I, I've said it before and again. It's the whole right now. We're seeing this especially this week. You know, it's like Lamar Jackson franchise tag, Juan Barkley franchise tag, Derek Carr goes to the uh, Saints. Mm-hmm. Once Aaron Rodgers is. You know, Besides settled on a team to the Jets, or if he stays in Green Bay, that's I think when we will see that trade, you know, finally be uh, made official here. Because right now, it's what teams are they looking for that veteran because they want to win for the next two years? Or are they looking for that quarterback that can build their team here? And we don't know who that's going to be yet because right now, I think the Jets are the prime, you know, suspect for a guy like Aaron Rodgers, or the guys like the Panthers could really do well with a first round quarterback, you know, coming in through the draft here. But it's pretty clear right now the Bears are just looking for draft picks here. They're not going to get any of those veteran players from the way it sounds like here. Paul, I'm sorry. You get to keep Devontae Adams. I'm sorry you lost Derek Carr and your Raiders. Don't worry, though. We'll make it good here. But, yeah, I think a team like the Colts could probably trade up just to get that you know number one spot here. I mean, I think Washington did that um, 2012 to get good old RG3 before that crash and burn in the middle there. But, yeah, my big picks, I'm thinking the Colts or the Panthers right now are going to be the two big teams most likely trading up for that number one draft pick. Texans already got number two. 
I, I, I'm sorry. I don't think the Houston Texans are going to trade up that one spot, but I could be wrong. To be honest with you, and I think it's interesting you bring up teams like the Colts and a team like Houston who might or might not decide to work with the Bears. I think the whole idea, the, the whole concept of Ryan Poles already talking about this is the idea of leverage is to get teams like Houston and Indianapolis to get scared if they love C.J. Stroud, if they love Anthony Richardson, if they love Will Levis, if they love a Bryce Young, to move up there and go get their guy. And I think it's important, and I think it's to keep everything on the table. I don't think Ryan Poles said this because he's ready to make a move. I think they're going to make a move April 27th. I don't see the benefits of them making a move even before free agency. You know, we know free agency comes before the draft now. I don't see the benefit of him putting himself in a position where a desperate team makes a desperate move. Here's the real question that I'm kind of struggling with. It's how low are the Bears willing to go? Are they willing to go as low as four? Are they willing to go as low as six? Are they willing to go as low as eight? Are they willing to go as past the 10th? Because it all depends on the value of a guy that they're willing to get. Like, there's so many stud defensive linemen. We saw one of the cats, I can't think of his name on the spot, running like a four-something from Pittsburgh. He's a monster. And then, obviously, what happened with Jalen Carter, and we've seen Will Anderson be on the top of the draft board. There are so many different names. How far are the Bears willing to go? Because they know Arizona doesn't need a quarterback. They're probably going to go get whoever the best available defensive player, first available defensive player. And because of the Jalen Carter situation, that probably puts Will Anderson there. So are you willing to risk it and trade with Indianapolis, hoping that Arizona trades with Carolina and Carolina jumps up there? And now you're still in the, this is where do you think that lands? If you had hearing my conspiracy thoughts or just my my wild imagination going crazy come that Thursday, a lot of this is still in play. Yeah, and I like to specialize to everyone, especially all you Chicago Bears fans out there. A bad team doesn't necessarily have a bad quarterback. Okay. I didn't need to scream that. I'm sorry. Yeah. No, it's true. So what do you I mean, you think a team like if you're Arizona, are you all in on Kyler Murray? Do you make a run at Lamar, for example? I mean, where where are you when it comes to the Bears? Like if we were doing a redraft, are we hundred percent confident that that Arizona is going to stick with Carol uh, with Kyler, absolutely. Okay, and we're 100 sure. Like obviously here, we're, Justin Fields is the quarterback of the Chicago Bears. Absolutely, because you know a guy like Kyler Murray had a really good season last year, despite injury being a big factor there. And you were seeing this with Justin Fields here, and my God, he stayed healthy. Knock on wood, and let's hope he stays that way here. And that's just where it is right now. But you know, you do bring up a good point that there are, and you know, there are the teams that are going to be in that high draft spot that aren't going to be looking for that big quarterback or even that big offensive player. So, I mean, just really fast before we kind of wrap things up, we have a fun interview with the one and only Chuck Swirsky on this edition of the Sports Cubicle with the marvelous one, Dan Marver, Devin Single, Paul Shavari, and myself, Mike Mercado, as we are taking a look at a fun article done by Peter King as he talked with Bears General Manager Ryan Pulse on healing the Bears and his plan for the first overall pick. So we look at it, the Chicago Bears have Justin Fields. The Texans need a quarterback. Arizona, if we all agree they're in on Kyler, then they don't need one. It just depends on your thinking of him and everything with that new contract he got and not being able to play video games. But that's something deeper for the NFL, an NFL conversation we have with one of our friends. The Colts, they got to draft the quarterback. The Seahawks signed Geno. So at five, they got this from Denver. Do they draft a quarterback, or now are they going to go all in and try to help a playoff team again? What do you think? You gave him a $105 million contract over the course of three years. If you draft a quarterback in the first round, 
Malpractice. Yeah, what the heck was the point in that? I mean, yeah. that? Again, how much did they give Matt Flynn before drafting? Well, Russell Wilson was the third or fourth round. In the, so but I take still, that back. the idea of like they spent a lot of money, but they went the right way. They did go the right way. So we'll see how that plays out. Detroit, they're going to stick with Jared Goff, probably. Absolutely. So they're going to just do something that helps their team try to get through the hump into the playoffs. Raiders, probably. I mean, at seven? they did just you know lose Derek, Derek Carr. Derek Carr is out. Where's Paul? We need him. Yeah. Atlanta at eight. They just cut Mariota, so it's very plausible. Carolina at nine? They they definitely need a quarterback. Philly doesn't at ten. No. Tennessee at eleven? With Tannehill? Probably. I mean, he's definitely up there in age. Of, if you're getting rid of Derrick Henry. If you're looking to rebuild that team. So then we'll stop and just so to for the top fifteen, the Texans at twelve, the Jets at thirteen, the Patriots at fourteen, and the Packers at fifteen. We do have the commanders at sixteen. I think Jameis Winston has a chance of going there. But from that point on, the Bears aren't dropping past, I think, 11. I think 11 is the furthest the team is willing to... I'm sure there's teams down in the 20s that want to move up, but like Tennessee might need a quarterback. Are the Bears willing to draft at 11, yes or no? Uh, knowing the Bears, yes. As a smart move, I don't think I would do it personally unless you're getting a huge haul in return. Unless you expect the Texans... I'm sorry, the uh, Titans to uh, be complete dog doo-doo these next few years for those next two-year really good high first-round draft picks. I'll go as low as eight or nine if they're willing to give me a one for next year because I still don't think either Carolina or Lance are good enough. Absolutely. So if either one of those teams wants to give you a one, their one this year and their one next year, I don't see any harm of going as low as eight or nine, especially if now that Jalen Carter's done and you could find a stud receiver or a stud uh, a stud rusher at that point. I don't think that there's anything wrong with that. But I agree with you. I think 11 is pushing it. I think 11 is pushing it. But more importantly, we want to know your thoughts. How low are the Bears willing to go to trade that number one pick? Are they willing to go as low as a top five, top 10, top 15? Are they going to go full-on crazy and hit down? Let us know. We're on Twitter at SportsCubicleTV. For the marvelous one, Dan Marver. For Devin Tingo, Paul Shavari. I'm Mike Mercado.